So it's really fascinating that I'm here to teach about an oxygen cocktail bar. And in your um, kind of brief uh, introduction of your class, it talked about how we are the purveyor of the oxygen cocktail. And what we're going to be talking about as we hang out together is really doing some very, very fun things to help us to feel centered and aligned and standing in our truth so that we can be our best self in everything that we do. Um, I'm going to have you just try a really simple experiment before I start talking. But everybody take your hands and cross your arms like you're really frustrated with someone. Hmm. Right? How does that feel? Kind of comfortable, right? Because it's your go-to position. Sometimes we talk like this to people to guard our energies. Sometimes we um, just kind of stand here like this to be sassy um, or if we really need to make a point, right? Okay, now take and cross your arms the weird direction. Yeah, stick out your tongue, cross your eyes, try and figure out how it works. Okay, now sit with that. You don't have to say anything out loud yet. How does your tummy feel? How do your shoulders feel? Crooked, yeah. How do your energies feel? Unsettled, right? Totally, right? That's, that's, you hit the nail, uh, the head, whatever that's called. Yeah, you put the nail on the head. All right, now unwind and just shake out your arms. So I really am completely honored that I'm here and I want to thank um, Laurie and I want to thank Refuel and I want to thank all of you. Some of you are like regular faces and you're willing to come and sit with me and hear me talk again, which is really awesome. So I appreciate all of your energies. Um, today, what we're going to really talk about at the Driftless Festival is all about how we get to create space for um, ourselves, but often our energies aren't in alignment. And one of the greatest things about our breathing is that we can literally come to our senses, right? When people now say they're stressed out or they're anxious, what we used to say in the olden times is that um, we're having a nervous breakdown, right? When you cross your arms the opposite way, it's unsettling, it's unnerving. It is, uh, feels fuzzy in your head, it makes you feel really strange. So today, as we work on being the purveyors of the oxygen cocktail, we're really working on teaching yourselves to empower your mind and your body, which is a huge thing. That's really what yoga is about, right? It's a sensory integration practice that allows you to settle into you. And when we are doing these mind-body practices, it allows you to be the connoisseur. When we come to a yoga class, we leave with so much more, right? How do you feel when you leave yoga? Great, wonderful. Great, wonderful. Open. Open. New. New. Relaxed. Relaxed. Right? Well, why do you think that is? Centering. It's centering, right? Well, it's, it, it might not be because you did these physical movements, right? We did some push-ups. <laughs> really, the chaturanga to plank is like a push-up, right? We did some mountain climbers, maybe. We did some crunches. We did some laying down and had nappy time. And then after, we get to hang out with our friends and have some tea. And, you know, it's great. It's like nursery school. 
<laughs> but um, what, it, what we're really doing when we feel these things after leaving class is that we just gave ourselves an opportunity to really feel. Because all day long, we're bombarded by imposing forces. And we don't have the opportunity to like really be present to things because who has an iWatch or a Fitbit, right? Who has a kid that they're thinking about, right? Who has a partner that they're thinking about? Who has someone that tried to cut you off in traffic today or um, like a horse and buggy that drove by and you're thinking about like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that in a long time, right? There's, or who's feeling tired from lunch? There's so many different things that affect us that we're so distracted and we're not really present for the experience of just being. And to me, yoga is breathing with postures added into balance our nervous system and oxygenate our body. It's we're not really about the moves. And those of you who have studied the Yoga Sutras with me, you know that the Yoga Sutras in this beautiful book of 196 aphorisms, the only time that they really talk about movement is like less than six times. It's mostly about life skills. It's mostly about how to be a good person. It's mostly about do unto others as others would do unto you, right? All these great things that we learn from different religions and different um, Eastern philosophical practices, that's really what yoga is about. It's not how, um, well, you know, sometimes it's about how cute your clothes are, but it's not how great your ass is after your practice, right? And it's not how big your muscles get. And it definitely isn't about how great your headstand is or your stupid human tricks. You know, they're fun to master, but you only master it when you start to really tune in to breathing. So did you know that yogis measure their span of life not by the number of days, but by the number of breaths? That's always my little trick for some people. Um, but what do you think is the normal rate of breathing? 23,000 a day. That's close, right? It's 21,600 breaths, inhaled and exhaled, every 24 hours, according to BKS Iyengar. Right? So in his um, beautiful book, Light on Yoga and Light on Pranayama, that's the kind of stuff he talked about. But when we're inspired, what do you do? You have that awesome face, right? When you're stressed out, what do you do? Sometimes, right? Yeah? Or hold it. What do you do when you're angry? Or you feel fragile? Or you feel really crappy? Or someone um, made something happen to someone in your family and you just can't let it go, right? Your mind is so caught up into it, your inhale and exhale seems um, to just disappear, right? And so it's funny because we become almost like deep sea divers, but 30 to 40% of our breathing capacity is up in our upper chest, which is what happens when we are kind of freaked out. But most of our breathing is at the back of our lungs. I mean, at our back body. Two-thirds of our lungs are at our back body. So our ultimate goal is to be really present. And um, do you know a guy named James Joyce? Yeah, so James Joyce stated that most people live a short distance from their bodies, but 98% of what we do is involuntary. It's fascinating, right? So most people are totally disconnected. 
Whereas our practice of yoga and why we come out feeling so great is because we're creating connections. And we're creating this integration and this yoking, right? And this harmony that allows us to be fully present. And the funny thing is, is that when I was in high school, I got my bartending license. And so I've been a bartender for a really long time. That's how I paid for a lot of stuff I did in college. But bartending and alcohol costs a lot of money, right? You got to buy a lot of things to get that little buzz on. The great thing about um, uh, breathing is that it's free and it's right underneath our nose. And so all we really need to do is figure out how to use this incredible tool to help us to be the best person. And when we really kind of sit back to the idea of yoga, yoga is skill in action, right? So it's the action of the breath that allows us to pay attention and be more fully present. And then we're aligned in our life and we're aligned in our true nature. So I don't know if anybody knows this man named John Kabat-Zinn, but really what I like to talk about is how yoga is pragmatic resiliency training to thrive, but it's habitual. So that when something gets stressful, your mat practice teaches you how to breathe through it off the mat. And when you learn how to like breathe and be present to all these experience, that's when the magic starts to happen. That's when you feel like you're totally in the zone of your life. Coolio, right? Mm -hmm. A healthy nervous system is an integral part of the overall well-being of our human body. And our nervous system is at the um, center of our mind-body network. So to find center and create balance is really our superpower. That's what helped us to be the siddhas, the supers that we are, that they talk about in the Yoga Sutras. There's a great book by a man named Dean Radin called Supernormal that I highly recommend if you're interested in reading. It's really interesting to see how the um, kind of the alchemy of the practice is true and how all these magical things that they talk about in books like Autobiography of a Yogi or you hear about like in some of these ancient Vedic texts actually are true. That we have the ability to do incredible things in our bodies. Um, but when our mind is frenetic and chaotic, the actions of our body will follow. So we need to use our breath as the bridge to calm the mind and the body. So as we kind of start to cultivate intimacy, I must be going through menopause because I'm hotter than shit. Um, we need to cultivate intimacy with the domain of our being. So we're going to learn how to drop in and breathe. So the first thing that I wanted to try together as a group, and I have a handout, but when I do handouts right away, then everybody looks at their handouts, right? <laughs> so what I want to do is kind of play, um, and we're going to just partner up, two and two. So find someone maybe that you don't know, and say hi to your new friend. I know, don't get too excited about So Terry's going to sit and, and, and face all of you. 
All right, so find your partner, and then one person is going to sit in front of the other person, um, crisscross applesauce, and the other person is going to sit behind them on their knees, if that's okay. Sound good? And then you can say to your friend, can I touch you? Oh, you're warm, too. I was going to say, I know, it's really weird. I don't know what's going on. I so we're going to create um, awareness and we're just going to keep doing these really interesting things to create awareness practices and I'm going to hand you a handout that's going to have you have 20 practices that you can do on your own at home but we're going to practice about 10 of them together that are pretty neat from different yogic philosophies, tantric practices, um, yoga therapy practices. Um, we might even do, um, we're going to do some interesting kundalini practices. We're just going to kind of play. That's all we're going to do here today is to breathe and stretch and play around and really learn about the power of our breath to release anything that we're holding on to that no longer serves us. And that'll help us to get into really cool spaces. When we were kids and we went to school, we learned how to think from a very young age. We were trained to think, right? But I don't think we were trained how to be like um, more of like a team or social emotional learning. <coughs> and now that they're bringing responsive classrooms into schools, I think that these kind of practices and the things that you can lear learn as yogis and share with people is going to really help everybody you come in contact with. Because a lot of kids, do you see them come up to you and, or walk down the street or bump into people and they say, I'm so anxious. Or hear people say, I'm so stressed out. And our ultimate goal is to really realize that those are just thoughts, but we're not our thoughts. And if we can really sit with the breath and be more aware, that's when we can be really more connected and whole and calm. We can nurture ourselves. So the first sensory integration practice that I want to try to teach you how to kind of tap into the art of living joyfully is um, seeing where you omit the breath. And this is a breath um, practice from yoga therapy, and it's a four-part breath check. So the first thing I want you to do for the people who are sitting behind is to take your hands at, and I'm having deja vu like we've done this before together, and you're going to put your hands at the base of their ribs, kind of near the kidneys. And the person who's sitting, just close your eyes and breathe. And now the giver, the person behind, you're just going to kind of notice where they're breathing from. You're going to observe what's happening. And you're going to see if your friend is breathing into this back area. Begin to settle in. And now the giver, the person behind, slowly take your hands and place them at the shoulders and the mid-back. Notice if the breathing is more active here. 
Notice if there is more space for the breath here. Sense the sensations as your friend is just breathing and being. Now this is gonna feel strange, so remember we're all friends here. You're gonna come to the front of your friend because we're gonna switch and everybody's gonna get a chance to feel this. And you're gonna take your hands and you're gonna put the pads of your hands at their clavicles. So you're gonna feel your friends, you're not gonna feel them up. <laughs> but you're gonna feel your friends. And you're gonna, once again, once we settle, I know, isn't it nice you're meeting a new friend and you're touching them? So just feel your friend breathing. And are they able to energize your palms with the breath? Sometimes it's very hard. Feel your feels, soften into the space. And you'll notice how the giver and the receiver end up breathing at the same time in harmony. Now we're going to release our hands and we're going to try to do one more thing. So it's a four-part breath test. Now we're going to take one hand to the back heart, right? In Eastern philosophy, we have a front heart and a back heart. So you're going to take your hand to the back heart and a hand to the front heart. Once again, being very mindful of their parts. And you're going to breathe. Or maybe burp, that would be me. <laughs> and I know it feels really strange for someone to touch you, but you're safe and you're whole and you're free. And then slowly release and have a little conversation with your friends. We did a four-part breath. Base of the spine, middle of the back, clavicles, and then front and back. Where were they breathing deeply into? Where were they not breathing very well into? This is a huge opportunity to teach yourself by working with a friend where you can practice breathing. Yeah? So, and then we'll switch, and then another person's going to try.
where we're omitting the breath, right? Because we're so used to breathing the first third of our body, you know, the upper chest cavity. And so you can really kind of, by feeling that experience, see where the breath is omitted and where by just communication, you can start to really um, see if you can now practice on your own breathing into those regions. Let's switch and do the same thing and I'll guide you again through it. So the first, the first one is that now, now because you guys were the givers before, and now you're becoming the receivers, you're gonna try harder. <laughs> so you're kind of like we're kind of cheating, but really try to breathe into your friend's hands. So at first, hands at the low back at the bottom of the ribs, and we're just breathing. One of my mentors talks about how this is when you're really breathing, your kidneys spread out like wings of an angel, right? Yeah. So can you broaden and breathe tall and wide? You're just practicing restoring yourself to your essence. Now move your hands to the shoulders at the mid-back. And I'll read you a quote by a man named Thich Nhat Hanh, who's pretty magical himself. Breathing in, I calm my mind, body and mind. Breathing out, I smile. Dwelling in the present moment, I know this is the only moment. It might be hard to breathe into your back, but just relax into the safety of your friend. And now slowly we're gonna move our hands to the chest between the clavicles. Instead of getting the shoulders to rise and fall, can you get them to broaden? And we'll take and change and shift the hand position, one in the front, one in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're asking most of the things for. 
You're like a breathing sandwich. I love seeing everybody's smiles because you're really nourishing your connections. This is such a grounding practice. It's such an intimate practice, but the breath is just this magical key, this golden key that unlocks so many things. So as you've enjoyed this time in, now talk with your partner and kind of see like what you notice. just to breathe together, just even sitting back to back, right? Because that really takes an, a situation that's amped up very high and it roots it down so that you can be more nurtured and centered and grounded. Um, what I love is that is such a great way to see um, where you're omitting the breath. And now we're all calm because we're like taking a time in. We're like having like, oh, this is a weekend for me. This is awesome, right? But like imagine if you, um, you know, were coming from a stressed out situation, you just sat in the car for a second and you just gave yourself a chance to like see where you were breathing, right? Um, how many people noticed that they weren't breathing into their low back, right? How many people noticed that when they breathe, their shoulders go up and down? Yeah, yeah. It's challenging because when we go into a yoga class and we're talking about like pranayama and ujjayi and we start making that Darth Vader noise and all that stuff, like a lot of times people don't really know why or what they're doing so they just start mimicking the people around them and then what happens is that you're just creating noises and you're not really getting the benefits of this incredible oxygen cocktail that allows you to harmonize your body and your mind so that you can literally be free like the wings of, um, you know, the caduceus or catechus, right? Everybody knows what that is, the doctor symbol, yeah? 
So every day we breathe automatically, even without thinking, whether we're sleeping, walking, running, all of that stuff. And our breath is a reflection of how we feel inside. So if our world is overtaxing and we're bombarded by things all the time, our breathing is gonna be very stressed from the moment we wake up until the moment that we go to bed. So our biggest opportunity that we have is to use pranayama for what it is meant to be, and that is to heighten our true nature and to um, release what no longer is a part of us and it gives us ourselves an opportunity to um, uh, have our external appearance reflect our internal beauty, right? I just turned 50 and we were talking about on the drive down here that like, it's taken me this long to get that unfuck with ability, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my God, that's why I work with kids. Cause I want them to know right away how to use the power and the magic and the alchemy of the yogic practice to be able to like really allow them to do the good work that they know that they can do, but we repress ourselves and put ourselves into a little box really fast, yeah? Right? So what's interesting is, does anybody know the Yellow Emperor's Book of Chinese Medicine? So it's a great book, and it's basically what acupuncturists learn and study to learn about how to work the meridian lines of the body. But it has this beautiful saying that I love, and it is that the um, heavens have the constellations, the earth has its waterways, which I took a walk next to a waterway today, which is really pretty in downtown Decorah, and the body has these little flowing rivers of energy, right? And they're called nadis. Our nadis, our flowing rivers of energy, can't do us any good if we don't know how to really tap into and tune into our bright light. Um, we are powerful superhuman machines, powerful beyond measure. We're 200 billion neurons, trillions of synaptic cells, and have more cells than the stars in the universe in our bodies. Did you know that? There's a saying when you blow things up that they light up like a Christmas tree. Kind of ruined the saying for me. But we can light up like a Christmas tree. We are so bright. That's where they had those things called auras, right? Or if you say someone's really charismatic and you just feel like this presence that this person has, it's because they're really tuned into their energetic pathways. It's that they're using their prana for good. They're using their breath to do really amazing things. And um, our, when we harness the pure potential of our breath through yoga, our central nervous system helps us to be in alignment. Now, yogis <clears throat> didn't know that these little flowing rivers of energy were like cells that were big nerves running through the body that helped us to power our brain, to help us to do great things as we work from our prefrontal cortex. Yogis just realized that if we harness the pure potentially out of the breath and allow our solar plexus to do what it needs to do, then we can really attain great things and solve challenges. So let's try something that I teach kids as we go a little bit deeper, as we learn how to manage our rational feelings and become chiropractors for our brain, <laughs> right? Place one hand to your heart and one hand to your tummy and maybe even lay down. This might even be an easier way. 
as humans, we are really um, fragile and um, um, we really need to learn how to manage our irrational feelings so that we don't need to come to our senses, but we are always present with our senses. So that our mind isn't running amok, but we can respond and react wisely during life's challenging situations. And our breath is the discipline and the self-control. Patabi Joyce always said, practice, 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 and all is coming. But truly, part of our practice and the reason that we do the movements is to be able to be settled in our own body so that we can breathe. And when we breathe, that's when we can open up this amazing superhighway of our being. That's when we can open up our central nervous system and have that growth mindset to stand on our own two feet and have our body and mind settled so that our physical and emotional self can be our best. So as you lay down right here and we work on finding our way through this three-part breath, this is on the sheet that I'm gonna be handing out to you called the Durga breath. Now the Durga breath is an integral breath. It helps you to integrate. You inhale belly, lungs, and ribs, and you exhale ribs, lungs, and belly. It comes from the Sanskrit word Durga, which has several interesting meanings, including slow, deep, and long, kind of sounds like a porno, <laughs> and complete, right? And then it allows your breath to get, be complete. So as we practice this Durga Pranayama, all we're gonna do is this beautiful, continuous, inhaled and exhaled breath through the nose. But I'm gonna start off like we do with children. You inhale the good shit through the nostrils and you exhale the bullshit through your mouth. And that really helps to release toxins. And what's very interesting is that there's been some scientific reports, because I like research and science and I've been doing a lot of it lately, that says the best way to release fatty, fatty cells from the body is to breathe out through the mouth and take deep breaths. So let's inhale and exhale all the way out. Tapping into the foundation of our yogic breathing technique, inhale belly, lungs, ribs, exhale through the mouth, ribs, lungs, belly. Just like your friend was laying hands on you in a very nice way, you are also laying on your, your hands on yourself with no judgment. Belly, lungs, ribs, Exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Inhaling, belly, lungs, and ribs. Exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Inhaling, belly, lungs, ribs. Exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Let's do one more nose to breath, a mouth. Inhale, belly, lungs, ribs. Exhaling, ribs, lungs, belly. Now let's practice just through the nose. Inhaling, belly, lungs. 
and ribs, exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Inhaling, belly, lungs, and ribs, exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Inhaling, belly, lungs, ribs, exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Inhaling, belly, lungs, ribs, exhaling, ribs, lungs, and belly. Continuing with this beautiful infinite loop, feel your body expanding and contracting, growing tall and wide. Feel this soothing breath offering you peace. Feel the breath continuous from the tips of the toes to the top of the head, from your bones to your skin. And then just relax your arms, relax the breath. One of my favorite stories is on the breath from the Upanishads, which is an ancient Indian text that's about 2,500 years old, so 2,500 years old, that demonstrates the importance of simply breathing. There once was a dispute between the ears, the eyes, speech, mind, and the breath as to who was the most important. So to find out which one was the greatest, they each decided to take a year off from working. First, the tongue went off, leaving the body without speech for a year. The eyes were next, leaving the body blind for a year. The ears were off next, leaving the body deaf for a year. When the ears returned, the mind left leaving the body a simpleton for a year. The breath's turn was next to leave the body, and when it departed, the tongue lost its power of speech. The eyes lost their power to see. The ears lost their ability to hear, and the mind lost its intelligence. Come back, come back, they cried to the breath, for you are the greatest among us. And the breath returned, and the body became whole again. It's amazing how intentful, long, slow, diaphragmatic breaths, just inhaling your belly out and exhaling your belly in, allows you to truly create balance. It is literally the bridge of your mind and your body. Gently bend your knees to your chest and then slowly roll over to
into a side, whichever one you want to. And then we'll press ourselves up into a seated position. There's another great quote from the Bhagavad Gita, which I love. That song of God, that's such a great story about like right action and how yoga is a skill in action. And it says that the bellows breath shows us the way and shows us a true path. Isn't that relaxing? <laughs> that was nice. Okay. I don't always wear a bra. <laughs> because I don't have big top on. But is everybody wearing like a um, something with a band around here? Okay. This is also a really good way to practice breathing. So we're going to find a new partner. Hi, new partner. Hi, new partner. Someone's going to sit in front, someone's going to sit in back. <coughs> you're going to take your fingers underneath their jog bra. Often we do this with a yogic strap, but you're just going to take your hands, not from the front, but from the back, <laughs> and you're going to put your hands underneath their jog bra. And this is always why when I do wear a jog bra, it's a little bit tighter than normal. So what you want to try and do is you want to mush your friend's hands as you breathe. Because most people, when they breathe in yoga class, and they think ujjayi. Now, ujjayi means victorious breath, right? But it, to me, it means victory over the mind. The entire reason we're on the mat is because yoga chitta vritti narodaha. Yoga calms the fluctuations of the mind. We're not, right, once again, you don't have to have that superhero-like physique, because you already are a superhero if you use your breath to power your true nature, right? It just you want to find that inner light. So all we're trying to do is to calm the mind by using the breath as an inner metrodome, which in turn integrates the right and left hemispheres of the brain so that you can get into higher states of consciousness, right? If this is your spine, right? Let's all make the um, power to the peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got from our elbow to our wrist, which is if you don't want to try and choose at the shoe store, that's how you know what size your shoe is. <laughs> you don't have to try and take off your shoes. You just put it right there. Um, but from your elbow to your wrist, let's say that that's your spine, right? And I'm not going to dive deep into alignment or anything like that, but your central nervous system, your Ida, your Pingala, your Shashumna Nadi, the only way to get that like hara line, that golden line, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry, it's just really pretty Sanskrit words, but you're just opening up this beautiful straw, right? To connect earth, Shakti and Shiva, to connect earth and heaven, so you can do really cool stuff. But when you're caught up in your head and you're spinning out and you're frenetic or you're like ruminating and get in a thought spiral, then you're not fully integrated and connected. So if you can open up the lines of communication of your spine through the breath, this is your brain. And instead of flipping your lid and your hair's on fire, ah, 
right? <laughs> then what you're trying to do is there's a part of your brain called the amygdala, and that's your animal brain. And we're going to talk about that in a center, but that's all the F words. Fight, flight, food, right? <laughs> and this is going from the animal brain into like the high-rise apartment in New York City where like, hello, people. Ooh, I'm so fancy. And everything's really easy and everything's flowing and it's all awesome. That's what we want to try and do because that's your prefrontal power. And I'll talk more about that prefrontal power. But let's see if we can breathe tall and wide. So you're going to have your friend in front of you and you're going to stick your hands underneath their jaw drop. Now, I know this seems like really weird. So usually in classes, we'll use a strap and we'll try and make the strap really big and you can wear the strap for the entire class. But when you have a friend there, then you're mushing their hands. If you're driving your car, when your elbows are in your ribs and you're holding the steering wheel, you are in a chaturanga. You are in a really interesting space of alignment. You're in Tadasana, your elbows are just bent. So try and breathe into the fingers, and if you are in your car seat, you can just try and mush the back of the car seat so that you're breathing tall and wide and you're broadening. So can you mush your friend's fingers as you inhale expansively and you exhale to release. Your T12, your thoracic cavity, and, and the T12 is where your diaphragm is. Did you know when kids are five years old, they stop diaphragmatic breathing? And they go into shallow breathing, and that's when we get into those chronic states of anxiety and fight or flight. So we're working on bringing the breath back to our sexy, sexy part, <laughs> right? It's hard to focus, yeah? When I first started this as a youngster, my shoulders kept bouncing up and down, right? It's hard to get yourself to breathe wide. Mm -hmm. Great job. Try and talk to each other a little bit about that. And then you'll <laughs> All right, so now feel your body just settling and 
notice how your inner metronomes start to kind of match the rhythm of your friend. So you're just breathing tall and wide and allow yourself to just be calm and relax into this moment, this beautiful mindful moment. That's why we call it the calm abiding. It is here for you for the taking. Our yoga breath is literally to create equanimity in your brain and your body. And your breath is used to stay healthy and to heal. So instead of having your body, this beautiful vessel, be a silo of grief, feel how the breathing can really release the caca that no longer serves you. All right, and then slowly release and kind of share with your friend what that was like, how you how you felt Thank them breathing. So please take 
the Kleenex. And what we're going to do is learn about um, how to engage that voluntary cessation of the breath that gives a higher, um, in the Yoga Sutras, is given a higher importance than um, to attain ease, harmony, and samadhi. And samadhi is that highest state of consciousness, right? That where you're in the zone and everything's really effortless. Um, so we are going to practice breathing. Take the breath, uh, take the um, curtain and put it right in front of your face, about a hand's width away from your face. A lot of times we teach people like how to fog up a mirror and you put your hand there, but it's more fun to see it because seeing things is believing, right? Inhale, breathe in through the nose. Exhale through the mouth, make your curtain move. Good, inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth, make your curtain move. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. You guys all look like you're at a masquerade. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Okay, now inhale through the nose and exhale through the nose. Make your curtain move. It got harder and you found some boogers. <laughs> inhale through the nose. Exhale through the nose. Make your curtain move. Ah, inhale through the nose. Exhale through the nose, make your curtain move. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. And then just kind of sit with the breath. Maybe use the Kleenex to clean out your nose. <laughs> What was the difference between exhaling from the mouth and exhaling through the nose? We felt it more in your abdominal region, right? Your solar plexus. I started feeling a little lightheaded when I was um, breathing through my nose. Right, so we're oxygenating our body, which is free and really good for your brain. It was a quicker burst. If that makes sense, like with the mouth, like the Kleenex moved out like more. Forceful more like forceful fire. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oxygen cocktail. <laughs> Anybody else feel anything interesting? No? Did it make you smile? Yeah? I notice a lot of times when I'm feeling out of whack and I um, inhale and exhale through the nose, my back cracks. Like it self-adjusts and I come into alignment, or I sit a little bit taller, right? So um, it's interesting because breathing is the, is the exchange of old air for new. It massages the heart and the internal organs. So your diaphragm is attached to your T12, which is kind of near your jog bra. And your diaphragm massages and it moves up and down and massages all of your internal organs, which is so cool. It creates peristalsis, right? It gets rid of the muffin top. Right? It gets rid of that cortisol because it's really moving. But when we're stressed out and we're only breathing up here, we're doing the exact opposite. So that's why nostril breathing is so important. The other thing is that when you're deep diaphragmatic breathing, which is tummy breathing, it opens your chest and allows your lungs to expand. I remember I had started yoga when I was a teenager, about 16, but then I went and got a corporate job because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So like I had a real job as an industrial designer 
And um, when I started getting back into my yoga practice, because I was um, needed it, um, I um, my shirts were all too tight because I started to expand my lungs again and my body started becoming more open and more tuned in. So I had to buy new shirts. All my corporate work shirts didn't fit me anymore. It's pretty wild because I wasn't breathing. All I was doing was really stressed out. So I was like stuck right here, right? Um, when you breathe and with yoga movements, the breath acts as a bridge between your mind and your body. And so this is prana or your life force energy. Your breath is a tool that has the power to soothe you. And when you inhale, you're breathing in, right? Pretty obvious, inhale. But um, you're um, allowing yourself to receive your oxygen, which is the prana. And yogas, yogis consider this springtime or rebirth, right? And your exhale is where your intercostal muscles and your ribs help with the process to kind of churn and push things out. I always like to think of a bellows. Does anybody like go camping or go to a, you know, have a fireplace where they have the bellows and you, it's an old, it looks like an accordion. That's what our body is doing. It's like getting out all the toxins and healing itself from the inside out as you breathe. Your diaphragm is just literally doing that automatically when you allow yourself to breathe and stimulate the ganglion nerves at the base of your spine, which is pretty awesome. And then when you um, give off this CO2, that's the apana, the exhale, the letting go. And so the inhales and the exhales are just two sides of the coin. They always work together like this beautiful infinite loop. So one is springtime, and then the other one is that release and that winter and that dying off process. I can't make any Game of Thrones jokes anymore. Um, when you breathe, it gives you such recuperative powers, right? And you're extending your vital life force. So prana is, um, it allows you uh, to flow, right? And it's the fourth stage of the eight limbs. So that's really interesting. How many of you uh, are really into the yoga and know about the eight limbs, right? So it's very fascinating because it's um, uh, yama and niyama, the do's and the don'ts and the moral principles, right? And then it's asana, which is movement. So like people need to literally learn the golden rules of living and be kind to someone else and then you move your body and then you're ready for the magic. Then you're ready for the pranayama. Then you're ready for the breathing, which allows you to tap into all of these superpowers that are hidden behind the veil. But they're there for the taking. They're there. Um, how many of you ever like drive somewhere and all of a sudden you like are there, <laughs> right? Or how many of you love to cook and you don't even follow a recipe but you just make this really exquisite meal and just is like this effortless thing, right? How many of you like to like paint? Oh, I'm the, me, okay. <laughs> but how many of you like to like do pottery or do make jewelry or do something creative, right? And you're just like doing something and you just totally tune out or you're like when you're on a good walk or you're on a run and or a bike ride and all of a sudden it's just like wow what just happened that's how life should be that effortless effort but it's like a little duck that's floating on the surface of the water it looks really pretty on the top but the little feet have to keep moving underneath that that's what you don't see and so our prana is that life force that helps us to really get the best out of life 
and allow us to be more harmonized. Um, what I love about pranayama uh, is that um, pra is the smallest unit of something. So the broken down word of the Sanskrit word pra is the smallest unit, the smallest essence, like the atoms, right? And really, if you think about it, yoga is just quantum physics. It's all we're doing. So if pra is an atom, it's the smallest unit of something, and yama is mastery or control, and you're witnessing observing things, you're literally extending your vital light force so that you can develop the witness, so that you are not your thoughts, so that you cannot grasp on to your thoughts. Kind of like what Moya was talking about this morning, that you're, you're not like um, trying to hold on to things, and you're just allowing things to flow. Let them come, let them go, let them flow. And then when you do that, and you're all synchronized, you allow yourself to engage something in your body called the vagus nerve. Has anybody heard of the vagus nerve? So you've all heard of the vagus nerve? All right, so this is great. A key characteristic of this little gem within the world of relaxation is that it begins at the base of the brain and it roams down the throat along the esophagus and continues into, through the lungs and the heart. And it ends up and innervates and energizes the digestive system. And so, bless you. So when we breathe in and out through the nose, it engages our parasympathetic nervous system, which allows the vagus nerve to do its magic. And when we're calm and connected, so many interesting things can happen. Um, one of the things I like about the vagus nerve is that it, it reduces inflammatory response through our systems. And a lot of people right now are suffering from inflammation. And instead of like just changing your diets, or taking a pill, which a lot of people prescribe, what if you could just breathe yourself into balance? That's pretty cool. It assists in, in developing razor sharp, sharp memory. So um, it helps with traumatic brain injuries. It raises the level in, of endorphins and positive feelings. Um, what I really like about um, uh, the benefits of breathing is that you have better sleep right and when you um there's so much therapeutic potential but i'll just read this quote from donna farai from her breathing book breathing affects your respiratory cardiovascular neurological gastrointestinal muscular and uh, psychic systems and also has a general effect on your sleep memory ability to concentrate and your energy levels wow it helps you with uh, stomach disorders and depression, diabetes, heart problems. Sounds pretty good to me. So as we go deeper into this and we use our diaphragm to breathe, we're allowing ourselves to slow and regularize our um, parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system um, allows the pH level of the blood to kind of balance out, just like the Ayurvedic stuff that some of you took today. Um, anybody ever feel when they're really upset, their muscles twitch? Or they feel a little bit nauseous or irritable or um, all of this fear and depression and anxiety that people's talking about? That's because we're not engaged in our parasympathetic nervous system. And then we're in high alert, alert and um, our amygdala, that area I was talking about in the brain, that happens in the first um, eight months, it starts to engage. So we're already starting high alert. 
The interesting thing is that we have till we're 26 to get to learn how to breathe properly so that we can be more in our prefrontal cortex. So it's so awesome to teach like, and we can all be 26 in our minds, right? But um, it's so awesome to teach younger people how to breathe properly <coughs> because then we're allowing ourselves to get into the executive center or that prefrontal power um, where we can create calm, connected, and compassionate experiences. So let's see if we can take and um, do something that's kind of fun, which is called the washer and the dryer. So we are going to stand up. Another great way to wake up your body and to get your systems to come alive is to do the washer and the dryer. And the washer and the dryer is a little active. It's a kundalini practice. A lot of times people go like this with their arms, okay? So see if you're close to someone you might need to like switch. So I always tell kids that like you brush your teeth every day, hopefully, <laughs> right? And you take a shower or a bath every day. So breathing is just a shower for your body and it's cleaning your body from the inside out. So what we do is have a micro bend in the knees and as you turn, you're gonna go and then inhale and go inhale 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 exhale inhale exhale ready okay take a breath breathe in through the nose out through the mouth all right you ready to do this for a minute? Maybe? <laughs> okay, don't do these things before going to bed. There are things you can do before going to bed, but right now I'm teaching you things to energize yourself and to start to open up that Hara line. Okay. <sighs> if you feel weird, close your eyes. <laughs> okay, little bend in the knees. Breathe in. And begin. Machine is done. 
your heart feel? Mm -hmm. How's your brain feel? Mm -hmm. Who feels energized? Yeah. Yeah. Feel good? Mm -hmm. All right. Take and slowly come down to a seated position. So let's take and just kind of settle back in by bringing our feet together and butterfly if this feels okay. And sway from side to side. Our weather is very schizophrenic today. <laughs> okay, and now we're going to just make nice little circles. And then the other direction. So we're bombarded by opposing forces all day long. And as I've mentioned already, these ancient yogis believe that the health and well-being is about balancing the nervous system. So all these breathing practices that we're doing is helping the mind and the body connection. What I love is that they didn't have microscopes, right? They just kind of watched inanimate objects. They watched how mountains don't, they can get eroded, but they still stand and they grow up, do upward like trees and plants. And so they harness the power of the breath to allow themselves to balance their prana. All right, now come to the center. And what you're gonna do is as you hold on to your feet, you're going to move. It's funny because she did this in the um, yoga nidra class and this is what I like to do to kind of segue between breathing practices. Um, we're going, this is, uh, we're gonna do a cat and a cow seated, and you're moving from your belly. So our tendency is to lift the chin, and as we sway back and forth, move from your belly and keep your chin level. So it becomes an engagement of awakening up those little nerves at the base of the spine. You can go as fast or as slow as you want to. And then come on back to center. Take your um, right ankle up over the left. Take your left hand to the right knee. Reach your right hand back behind you. And just do a little subtle twist. Come on back to center. Take your left hand down, reach your right arm up and over. Touch the top of the head. And if your neck is bothering you, look to the ground. If you can, look up to the sky and then broaden the right elbow open. Mm, this feels scrumptilicious. Come on back up. Switch the cross of the legs. Take and bring your right hand outside of the left leg, left hand back behind you. Inhale, lengthen, and exhale, twist. Now think about when you're moving like you're a telescope. And try not to just crank your chin, but rotate from the base of the spine to the top of the head. 
Come on back to center. Take and bring the right hand down, the left hand to the top of the head, and then lift the elbow up. And gaze skyward if that feels okay. Smelly armpit practice. Mm -hmm. Come on back up, and your arms come down. So our yoga, neurotrans uh, yoga is kind of recalibrating the neurotransmitters of our nervous system. So that one you really noticed was energizing, right? Does anybody ever feel like someone is kind of like an energy vampire in their life? Really? Right? Never heard of that before. It's like the close talker on Seinfeld. Um, but those energy vampires can be really draining if we don't know how to have really good boundary practices, right? So I want to teach you all how to do something called an aura cleanse, okay? This is a great breathing practice that allows you to um, kind of give yourself a warm, fuzzy hug, right? And feel really kind of protected um, in your space, so that you're not kind of having people, you know, dump things on you. All right, so your arms are down by your sides. And you go inhale, 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 exhale. Okay, fun, <laughs> I like the side because that was smart. Inhale, 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 exhale. Inhale, inhale. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, 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 exhale. The smell you are, the fly likes you better. <laughs> All right. Okay, you ready to do that for a while? Okay, you're welcome to close your eyes. You're welcome to keep your eyes open. If anybody needs a prop or a block, I can get you one. Does anybody need anything? Everybody's good? Okay. Here's open. Yes. Uh -huh. All right. Okay. So whether your eyes are open or your eyes are closed, you just want to really allow the breath to do its magic. Arms down. Here we go. Inhale, 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 exhale, and let's keep going. Find your own rhythm.
Feel yourself fluffing up your cloud, making your protective shield. You got this. Feel your central nervous system, that powerhouse and communication center of your body, charging you from the inside out. Feel the positivity. All right, on the last breath, inhale, reach up. Exhale all the air out, but keep your arms up. Huh? It's okay. Oh, okay. Wow, it's like you freaking girls are fucking powerful. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Okay, take a big breath in. Spread out your fingers. Breathe in, breathe in. And let it go. One more time. Breathe in, breathe in. Hold in the breath. When you can't sip anymore in, hold it, hold it, hold it. And then let it go. Arms float down. And then slowly lower down to the earth and just lay down. Give yourself an opportunity to kind of recalibrate. That was pretty cool. Just let that really do its good work on you. Whether your knees are bent or your legs are straight, find compassion in the breath. Feel the vitality of your breath, the freedom it creates. And all those beautiful cells in your body, those trillions of cells, are healing right here and right now. Calmly caress your thumbs against your fingertips. Spread out your toes as wide as you can. Reach your arms back behind you and just gently roll to a side. 
It's funny because our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system are connected like a seesaw. So there's positive and negative, good and bad, inhales and exhales, highs and lows. But we're just finding ways to shift smoothly into the inner state of equilibrium and peace. Which is those of you who are um, yoga practitioners, you know that as shtira sukha asanam. And a healthy nervous system enables you to meet every event of life with calm and resilience. So slowly come on up. Feel that superpower you created. So does anybody have a corporate job? Yep. Right? So do that like three minutes. Go in the bathroom stall so no one thinks you're weird as shit. <laughs> and do that for three minutes before a big meeting where you have to present and you'll be a powerhouse. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to take one of each. They're stapled together. And then this is how to get a hold of me for later, just so you know. And now we're going to go through some sheets. And then we have two things that we're going to do before we leave today. Is we're going to do some a 10-minute breathing practice to really kind of um, be a cathartic release that'll activate your um, uh, chakras or your energetic pathways, whatever you want to call them, your nervous system, your meridian lines, your flowing rivers of energy, your endocrine system. But we're going to do a 10-minute practice that will really be a very cathartic purging. And we're going to also do another kundalini practice um, that is very fun. But I wanted to go over this sheet with all of you because I like to have handouts so you can walk away with something. So did everybody get a staple? Okay. Awesome. So the first page is a lot of stuff that we've already talked about. And when we practiced together that Durga breath, I showed you about the Durga breath. But do you know that the Om, A, U, M, A, and then that Kumbhaka, that space between, that's a three-part breath. That's an integral yoga breath. In, in America, we've made it O-M, right? Because it looks pretty. But see that three? That's the A, the A. See that like circle? That's the U. And then the U is that little crescent shape. And the little dot is the, that kumbhaka, that space between, where you transcend all space and time. So it goes A, U, M. And it's a breathing exercise for exhaling. Ah, ooh, mm, space. Want to try it? Mm -hmm. Before we turn the page to the next fun thing? Okay, some people don't like to chant, but what I really like about this is when you vocalize things, and you'll see on the next page, like making animal noises and doing things, it really is a great way to kind of let go and um, release. And it's a great breathing practice because singing is a huge way to get your diaphragm to function properly. So let's just try it. And you can close your eyes, find a comfortable seat. The ah, again, is base of the spine, belly, solar plexus region. 
The ooh is the kind of thoracic cavity, excuse me, your ribs, your heart, your throat area, and then the mmm kind of tickles up the throat area, that fifth chakra where the mmm, the vibration of all sound is, and then it goes up into that space where it just burns off like incense. And you kind of let that mmm linger, like Campbell's soup, mmm, mmm, good. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it. Let all the air out. Inhale, breathe in. Exhaling. Let's try it two more times. Breathe in. opportunities to do really simple ways to breathe and relax and these are just very very fun um, so with balloon breaths um, we can do um, the um, one that is like an abdominal crunch want to try that yeah okay so all we do is we lay down on our backs and if you have a kid that doesn't want to go to bed and they've got the wiggles and the giggles and the jiggles, uh, this is the best way to get it out so that they can go to bed. And you reach out really wide and that's your inhale. And your exhale is a huh. And you let all the air out. And you, oh, you gotta sit up like a crunch, girls. All the way up onto your tailbone. And then you inhale and you exhale. <sighs> Uh-huh. So I've done lots of trainings. I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm a registered school myself, but I've done lots of 500-hour trainings, and I actually took a training with Bikram, and included in his thing was sit-ups. So we would actually inhale, and then to practice pranayama, we would exhale to go on to the next pose. So it's very similar, but it's a little balloon breath for kids. You want to try them? <laughs> So let's lay on down. Inhale, breathing in, reach out, reach out, stretch out. And then exhale. Good. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale, let it go. Woo! Inhale, breathe in. I just fell. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. You're going to be like, why does my belly hurt? <laughs> Inhale. Exhale. Good job. Inhale. 
Exhale. Good. All right. So the funny thing is, is that I'm an inherently lazy person, right? But that's why yoga is such a good practice, because if you're really doing yoga the proper way, you're breathing, and that diaphragmatic breathing is just a deep internal practice where you're engaging these locks called bandhas, these upward, the upward flying locks. So you're really getting yourself to move anything that's trapped and let it go so that you don't even have to worry about creating six packs, which is actually eight packs if you went to a cadaver lab, but six pack abs. <laughs> um, there's balloon breaths that you can use with your working with kids where you're like letting go, exploding, or when you're bringing in. But let's try something that's really, really simple that I love to do, and um, it's kind of silly. But um, I showed you in 3A how to see your brain in your hand, right? Um, but one thing that's kind of fun to do is to do blowing up your fingers like a horn. Have you ever done this before? So make your hand into a fist. Those of us who teach kids, we do this often, but it's very fun. Okay, inhale. It's like it could be a birthday candle or a horn. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. Do this the next time you're driving in the car. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. Nice. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. And then you can begin again. Or you can suck your thumb. <laughs> but... Um, there's a great one that you can either do writing on a piece of paper, and it's a square breathing, where you inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Do you want to try it? These are all self-regulating tools that they use in integrative healthcare that came from yoga. So this is called a take five. Take five. Okay. Take uh, your pointer finger to the base of your pad of your hand. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. It's giving you something to do, right? Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Easy. Very simple tricks that you can do anywhere with no one thinking that you're crazy. Um, you can also make animal noises like a little kid. And what I like about the lion's roar is not only does it teach you to find the courage to let off steam as you roar like a lion, but when you open up your mouth, it triggers the parasympathetic nervous system so it engages your um, vagus nerve to kick into gear to turn, calm your body down. So, you know when kids are crying super, super hard? And does anybody know what time it is so that I have enough? 6.15. Oh, 
we're done soon. Oh, are you having fun? Yeah. Okay. This is so interesting. Oh, okay, cool. Um, whoa, shit. I'm going to have to um, skip to the fun, long breathing exercise soon. Okay. Um, uh, I was talking about integrative healthcare. Oh, um, lion's, breath. lion's breath and the integrative healthcare and all of the good stuff is that now the, um, the kids, when they're um, crying really hard and they go, <gasps> To catch their breath, it's actually a self-soothing to turn in their parasympathetic. So that's why they open their mouth and do that. So when you do a lion's roar, in um, Iyengar does it, you cross your legs in lotus position. You, I'm not going to do it right now, but you lift your heart. And then as you exhale and cross out your thumbs, you're in lotus and you stick out your tongue and you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just gave myself a Charlie work. So when you're um, a kid, all you do is you sit on your knees and you dig through the dirt. Or when you're an adult and you're in your car and everybody will think that you're singing to a song, you're going to stick out your tongue and you're going to go, <laughs> I love these two. <laughs> hey, bad, sad you say. So you want to try it? Okay, well, so it is funny, right? You kind of laugh because I'm doing it, but when you do it, so has anybody ever heard the word prajna? Prajna is a Sanskrit word that's the inner fire. It's very interesting. The way that you spark the inner fire in your body is right here at your third eye, your ajna chakra. And so that crossing of the eyes automatically flips on the switch to turn on your superhuman machine to engage the right and left hemispheres to work together. Because a lot of times, 90 to 120 minutes, you're only in one hemisphere of the brain. So something like lion's roar helps you to create connections of that disconnect that we usually walk around doing. So whether you want to dig your hands through the dirt or you just want to sit right there, just try to find a stability in your spine. Inhale through the nose. And as you exhale, stick out your tongue, cross your eyes, and roar. Ready? In Sorry, laughing. Inhale, breathe in. Exhale. with lollipops and my mom would be your tongue is going you're gonna start getting straws or what are those called the sticks of the lollipops right here yeah I know I don't eat apple seeds or watermelon seeds that's right because then you're gonna grow them too that's right. yes. <laughs> yes so that's a good way to spark um, I, other funny um, kids noises if you hum and buzz like a bee like say you have a tummy ache that engages your fifth chakra it allows you to find your voice because especially as you're younger, you don't really know how to communicate your feels, but this is a way to release your feels so you don't let those toxins pool and sit in your body so you let things fester. So humming and buzzing is a really great way to self-regulate. So if I'm gonna inhale and say my tummy hurts and then I exhale and I breathe out as much as I can and I go, mm, but I'm focusing to that little area, that's very helpful. 
Most of these are kind of self-explanatory and teach you all kinds of really great ways to do different things. Counting the breath, timing your breath, mudra practice. As anybody's going through menopause, um, satali number eight, the breath, um, the straw breathing. It helps you to reduce agitation, anger, and anxiety, and it pacifies the excess heat in your system. So a lot of times I like to do a real straw because it just makes it easier. Or you can take your mouth and make it like you're doing a straw breathing. And then if you're really tricky and not tongue-tied, you can make your tongue into a straw. And you can feel how it cools you. A lot of people get anxiety when they try to do the tongue like that, so that's why straws are kind of fun or just making that O thing with your mouth. Um, chanting, I gave you some interesting chants you can do. Um, chanting is so good and really healthy to do. And one of my favorite pra practices to do for chanting on 12 and um, is satanama. So I actually like will be on a walk and say I might have too many thoughts in my mind and I need to practice my pranayama. I will exhale satanama. And I've created an inner metronome because I'm tapping, right? I'm like creating this this kind of little rhythm in my body, this soothing rhythm, satanama. So there's all kinds of fun little things. Laughing is a good one too. I like laughing. Um, I would love to continue on with the final two breathing exercises. Would you like to do that? Okay. So. Another great cleansing practice, just like an aura cleanse, is uh, to reboot your superhuman machine, is to do a bilateral um, sensory integration practice that allows you to um, get the right and left hemispheres to work together, and it's, it involves tapping. So you're breathing your breath of fire, but you're tapping your hands. Tapping the air, tapping the ground. So come into a comfortable position. Oh yeah, be careful of your neighbor, so maybe stagger. And all we're gonna do is practice breathing like breath of fire. So when you stick out your tongue and pant like a puppy, Okay, that was very good. Now, put your tongue in your mouth. Pant like a puppy through your nose. Good job. So you're really trying to engage that space, three fingers below the belly button, and you're trying to really get the energy to rise up. Everybody's okay with that breath of fire? Okay, here we go. Right hand down, left hand high. Start your breath of fire, and just basically when I switch hands, one hand down, one hand up, you'll just switch with me, okay? Let's begin. Pat the air like you got a basketball and you're pounding the ground. If you want to close your eyes, you're welcome to close your eyes. 
switch. Feel this invincible power that you're creating. that buzzy feeling yep close your eyes allow your heart to lift higher feel the power and the stillness that shtira and sukha And then slowly and calmly start to lay your bodies down. All right, so this last little part, as we relax right here, is to really get your chakras to activate and to allow you to release any congestion. It is a very powerful, powerful time, right? With this solstice upon us. So we are going to allow ourselves to just be present to letting go. No judgment, no expectations. If you need to take a little bit of a break, go for it. But for the next 10 minutes, all we're going to do is just like that three-part breath, we're going to inhale from the base of our spine, inhale from our chest, and then exhale from our mouth. So it'll go inhale, inhale, exhale. So you'll go Is everybody okay with that? 
If you have any questions, any need for a switch, if you need to inhale through the mouth and exhale through the nose, go for it. I want you to be really calm. If you want to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth, I want you to find your practice. The most important is that you're really working from the base of your body and you're inhaling twice, really filling your beautiful vessel up. And you're just inhale, inhale, exhale. Good. So allow yourself to relax, breathing deeply. And then just relax your mouth, relax your face. And we're going to allow ourselves to begin. Exhale all the air out. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Belly, lungs, ribs. Belly, lungs, let it go. Inhale, inhale, exhale. You are safe, you are beautiful, and you are free. Feel the riches of the breath, allowing you to let go. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. Invite joy into your life as you breathe. Feel this forceful breath creating the space that you deserve. Feel bountiful, beautiful, and blissful. Feel that exhale like a song, a joyful song. Feel safe in your space. Really feel your lungs, your ribs, your diaphragm, your heart expanding to the rhythm.
Be the peace. Feel the completion of every breath, cathartic and strong. Open your heart to the rhythm. Feel yourself breathing tall and wide. You have this. Let the weight of the world roll off your shoulders as you inhale, inhale, exhale. Feel the support of your neighbor as you breathe. You've got this. Feel that beautiful rhythm in your body, really shaking out the gunk. Feel the floor moving by your breath. Beautiful. Feel the completeness 
of every inhale and every exhale on your journey to freedom. Feel the transformation of the breath, your nervous system integrating. You've got this. Notice as we get towards the end how you can really get your body to be more expansive. Feel your superpower. Feel the freedom the connections that you're creating. As this mindful awareness allows you to stay present, feel it floating through your systems. Feel the compassion as you start to align with your purpose. Feel this incredible oxygen cocktail as you breathe into your body to feel light of limb. Two more of the strongest, most intentional breaths. You can do this. And then gently relax and just soften everything. Feel the breath. Feel the little buzz. Be fascinated with no judgment. Feel yourself delightfully letting go. As you inhale and exhale. As you inhale, lift your collarbones. As you exhale, soften and relax. As you inhale, expand your ribs out under your arms. As you exhale, soften and relax. As you inhale, expand your ribs across your back. Feel your kidneys blossom and broaden like wings. 
And as you exhale, soften and relax. Feel this incredible smile, this incredible connection that you've created. Feel the happiness and the health as you've brought your mind-body network into a state of balance, simply by breathing. Spread out your toes. Mm. Feel your hands expressive, just extensions of your heart. Notice the way of the world has just literally rolled off your shoulders. Bend your knees to your chest. Find a little bit of a happy baby. <laughs> and then gently reach your arms back behind you in a beautiful line of freedom. Keep your knees bent and maybe roll over to the right or the left, whichever way your body like guides you into that swara, that flow of your own energy. I really believe that we need to see our thoughts as they are so that we can be our best self. And attention is a muscle. And pranayama practice is like taking a shower. It's emotional hygiene for integrating your body and your mind. And then you become intentional with your attention and your life. And then you strengthen the circuitry of focus. And then you will be in the zone. Then you will be able to be your true self. Begin to slowly come up into a seated position. As we've invited joy into our life, we've created some breathing practices to be resilient and thrive. On the end of one of your handouts I gave you, there's another Thich Nhat Hanh quote that says, feelings come and go like clouds and a windy sky, but conscious breathing is your anchor. Mm. <laughs> you good? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That breath can really trip you out. Mm. I like to do it for at least a half hour, but you can really feel how just from 10 minutes you were able to activate and kind of shed what no longer serves you. As you feel your conscious breath as your anchor and your pranayama, your witness to this amazing thing called life, feel how you can really let go delightfully moment by moment just by breathing. Let's bring our hands in front of our heart and feel the shift that we've created and notice that kind of ripple effect as you continue on for the rest of your fun weekend. Mm -hmm.
It was an honor and true privilege to have the opportunity to be with all of you on your magical pranayama journey. Bring your hands to your forehead for right thought, your hands to your mouth for right speech, and your hands to heart for right action as you enjoy your adventure of letting go delightfully. And thanks for having that namaste consciousness. Have an incredible rest of your evening, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. That last part, you guys will have to talk to each other about what that felt like. Sometimes it makes you cry, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I say let your freak flag fly and let it go. We don't need that shit anymore, right? Yeah. So everybody enjoy your prefrontal power tonight. Thank you.